0: talk i gotta tell what I feel i gotta talk about my life as I see it biggie Welcome, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pete Miller. Pudgy, you guys know what it is, man. At NC Pudgy on Twitter, at KIRP Radio Show is how we definitely bring it to you guys live every Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 on the West Coast. Shout out to everybody out there who has been retweeting, everybody out there on the Facebooks, the whole social media movement, which has been crazy, over 40 million listeners out there worldwide. Definitely appreciate the love that you guys show. It's uh it's a very monumental evening uh as we do it how we say B. I. G. on this show. We're definitely doing it B. I. G. today. Uh we have a special guest on this show who is we just gotta keep it funky. Y'all, y'all know how we do. Uh a legend in his own right. And I would ju- I would just want to take a second to make sure that I do to this, give this gentleman his just due because it's not often that we have people uh, that I consider champions in entertainment, uh, people who have paved the way for the likes of some of the entertainers that you and I love today and that some of your kids love today, but I'm talking about some of the originators, you know, some of the people who have held it down, who have been in the trenches and fighting for entertainers to have their own voice, to have their own mind, their own opinion and to be able to pay that and paint that on the on the silver screen if you will. Uh today we have none other than the legendary Mr. Bill Duke on the show and uh let me I'll, I'll tell you what folks, let's just jump into it. I'm not going to I'm not going to prolong it. Uh I just want to bring Mr. Duke on and then I'll do his uh intro for the evening. Uh welcome Mr. Bill Duke to the show. Mr. Duke, how are you? God bless you, brother. Thank you for having me. God bless you too, man. It's, it's a pleasure, sir, to have you on the show. And uh, it's definitely a pleasure to be able to talk to you about some of these things that you have going on, which I feel like is monumental right now to our people.
1: Thank you very much, sir.
0: Uh, allow me one second to uh, to do this properly. Uh, William... Some people call some people in the industry call you Big Bill. We're gonna call you William Bill Duke uh Junior. Uh this man, check it out, folks. Uh a graduate of Dutchess Community College, for all you guys out there on the community college level that feels like, hey, this is not the way, when you have someone this monumental that has been through the 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 community college path, it shows you guys that nothing can stop you. Uh, a graduate of Dutchess Community College, uh, also Boston University, where he furthered his uh, instruction in drama. Uh, New York University Tisch School of Arts, AFI Conservatory, Broadway 1971 with the with another legend, uh, Mr. Melvin Van Peebles, uh, and the list goes on, folks. You've known him from roles like Car Wash, uh, American Gigolo. Uh, you've known him from Commando, Predator uh action jackson Menace to society where everybody remembers that great role uh that one line you know you done fucked up right (laughs) so uh mr duke your work is known throughout the world and uh there's a lot of people who have hit me up about you being on the show with so many questions but i just wanted to uh if i could get to some of that later i just want to get right into something that you're doing that i think speaks volumes in 2014 and something that you've done in the past, uh, which is a book that you that will be released called uh, Dark Girls. Uh, if you could for a moment, tell us where that book Dark Girls originated from, where that idea originated from.
1: Well, um, I, I was growing up as a very dark young man and faced um, a number of challenges based upon the color of my skin. I saw family members, my sister, and others... Go through it. Uh, A lot of it from the um, outside of the black community, because in those days, you know, we were called niggers and everything else. But Mm -hmm. on the inside of our community, um, the brown paper bag test, light skin, dark skin, all of that stuff was uh, really, really difficult to face. When it happens inside your race, it's more difficult. Sometimes when it happens outside, so. I really wanted to address this issue through media because what I call edu- edutainment because unfortunately young girls and young boys are facing the same thing today and if I can't do anything about it in terms of racism, I can do something about it in terms of colorism which we, in our own community by bringing attention to it, addressing it honestly and from different points of view and hopefully people will begin to hopefully uh, make changes.
0: That's uh that's certainly true. I'm a I'm a very uh beautiful black man myself, <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm very dark. And and you know what I don't I don't mind it at all. And uh, you know I try to speak proud when that topic comes up. And and, and it happens a lot, uh, it, it, Bill. If if you don't mind me calling that, it, it, it happens a lot, uh, in society today because people seem to think that it's okay. Like like you shouldn't be affected by. What's happened in the past, and everything is okay now and and it doesn't racism doesn't exist anymore and and people don't think that darker skinned individuals should hold certain positions or you know uh, or are as respected as lighter skinned uh black people in america uh what what do you see you know you've been in entertainment for a lot of years. Do you really see that in two thousand and fourteen uh somewhat as you've seen it before?
1: Well, I think there is some change. Uh, I think, you know, Viola Davis and other dark-skinned women are now getting opportunities. I think that some dark-skinned men are getting opportunities that did not exist before. But we mm-hmm. still have a long way to go, particularly in terms of how we are portrayed in the media. From from not just, you know, a reality television or a music video point of view, but from the point of view of the dignity of who we are as a people, our history, our ancestry, and the foundation of our culture and the foundation of our di- of our dignity. There's a lot of work to be done still. There, it's not seen as commercially viable, but we somehow have to begin to address it. And that's why, it's, first, was the Dark Girl's book, which I mean, movie, which um, appeared on Oprah Winfrey's network last year, and now Harper is is uh, releasing on. Tuesday, November 11th, the dark girl's book, which is uh, portraits, um, uh, pictures of beautiful dark-skinned women who, in spite of all that they've been through, have accomplished a great deal. And my hope is that young dark-skinned girls or black women all over the world realize that no matter what they face, they have the ability to transcend those things and to go on to do Mm -hmm. great things
0: absolutely and 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 I hope that's accomplished too going going forward in the future uh when people I, I was reading some of the uh I guess some of the comments from you know different places on, online about dark girls and you know it seemed like people were really passionate about this movie uh what kind of feedback did you get from just you know ordinary average Americans about this
1: for well, the most part uh, we got very positive Uh, responses because it's a real issue in our community, and uh, there are people who are suffering from a lot of this prejudice within our community, and they appreciated the fact that we addressed it, but there were some people who critiqued us. I was at the Apollo Theater uh, a year and a half ago, and we screened the film, and an older lady um, got up and said, you know, I appreciate the film, but why are you airing our dirty laundry? And I had to say Mm. to her, I said, man, with all the respect, because it's stinking up the house. So the thing (laughs) is is that somehow we don't like, I don't know, you know, we don't want our secrets or whatever revealed publicly, but we have to address those issues.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think think there's a lot of people hurting from these issues, and it takes a movie like Dark Girls or, or it takes a book you know, that, that bold to talk about some of these issues that people are hurting from because you you know, like I know, and, and, and I'm sure even more being an older uh, older than I am and and well-traveled, you know, black folks don't like to talk about what's going on with men. <laughs> you know, we don't like folks messing with our head. And, and what I found, it seems like a lot of the times people do need therapy and working with kids, I've seen that a lot of kids do need therapy to talk about, you know, some of the things that, you know, they've been through either growing up or within their household. So, you know, I definitely support them such as this. Um, I also read where, you know, people were talking about colorism. Can you explain what colorism means to you in, in 2014, in your own words?
1: Well, there's still a preference within our own culture uh, that light lighter skin is preferable to darker skin. Um, and the there there used to be you know in the 20s and 30s the brown paper bag test where if you your skin was darker than a brown paper bag you were not allowed in certain fraternities sororities clubs or even other other uh places um and uh that is not as prevalent today but at those days on a church door on Sunday if your skin was darker than that paper bag you were asked not to come into the church today um Online, if you look up uh, uh, hashtag team light skin and hashtag team dark skin, these are women that have formed clubs online, and each of them has over 350,000 members apiece that are preferably in these clubs because of their skin complexion. So it's not, and then you have uh, the number one selling uh, cosmetic today in certain countries is skin bleach. I'm talking about wow. people, African nations, bleaching their entire bodies, not just their face, but their entire bodies. And the the irony of it is, is that while we are trying to be whiter, and consider our features not to be beautiful, white women are spending two days a week in tanning salons, crinkling their hair up, getting Botox lips, and lifting their butts. Don't you find that a little mm-hmm. ironic?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Do you you think this is taught to some degree within our own community?
1: Well, I think it's taught to all communities because we're dealing with what we call the beauty business. In other words, the beauty business says God has made a mistake. How you were born is not good enough. And they hold up these pictures to us with anorexic, you know, like people uh, and said, this is beauty. You do not match that. And to be beautiful, you have to change. And we love you so much. We're going to give you all the products you need to change to this image. So they give people hair products and skin bleach and cosmetics and clothes and everything. And then when the people reach that image, they say, oops, guess what? It's changed. But we love you so much that we're going to sell you more products. And so what they're really saying is that God made a mistake and they're going to help us get to the standard of beauty because they care for us so much, but it's going to cost
0: us. Mm. com on the air with the legendary Bill Duke talking about colorism, man. We just really keeping it funky. And uh, you know, we're going to get more into this book entitled Dark Girls. But right now we're talking a little bit about the movie, uh, and, and we'll also get into some other things that you have going on as well that I definitely want to talk about. <clears throat> One thing being the Blexicans, Blexicans, but I'm going to save that for a moment. <laughs> what, uh, you know, growing up, being the complexion that I am, uh, Bill, I, I uh, you know, there, there's some, there've been some dark times, man, where, you know, I might walk into a place and, and people will look at me a certain way because, I mean, let's face it, not only because I'm black. I've been in places where lighter skinned people uh, would look at me because I'm dark. And, and you know, I remember those times. I remember those feelings. But I, I, I just want I want you to if you could, if you will <clears throat> shine some light on, you know, what it was like in your era uh, being a dark and complexion man. Uh, you know, what, what was those experiences like? And, and do you have do you recall any time that kind of defined it for you or maybe changed your mind about life?
1: I didn't go to my senior prom because, um, you know, in those days, the, the young girls only wanted to go out with what they called the pretty boys. Yeah. And they, those were lighter skinned men, black men with what they called the good hair and lighter eyes, gray or bluish eyes or lighter brown eyes. And I had none of that. So I was not considered mm-hmm. handsome or good looking. So I was, I could not get a date to my senior prom. And that was hurtful because. Um, you know, I was attracted to ladies that, n- before they knew me, I was rejected. And so yeah. that haunted me for a long time, you know. I'm not going to lie about that. It was painful. Uh, but as God would have it, you know, um, when you begin to find your self-identity through God, through meditation, through mentoring or whatever, um there's an old saying that I learned from an old man once, and he said that, he's, as a quote, he said, your opinion of me is your business. it you got nothing to do with me. And once <laughs> I began to understand that and to have some self-regard, um, I started looking at TV, TV and people like Sidney Poitier were there, and mm-hmm. he was a person who had a great effect on my life because he's dark-complected, and he was respected. I'll never forget the movie, <clears throat> Call Me Mr. Tibbs, when he... When the, the, the white man uh, uh, slapped him, he slapped them back. Uh, we had never seen that before. You know, we had been subject <laughs> to a certain kind of dominance. But when he did that, that was freeing, and it was it was something that was powerful because it gave you a sense of self respect.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's a uh, shout out to we do shout outs on this show, Bill, all the time, man. We always give shout outs, and I want to give a shout out. To whoever that girl was that told Big Bill, no. (laughs) Who was like, I ain't going out with you to the prom. I'm going to give a shout out to you because you missed the boat, baby. (laughs) Missed the boat. That's right. (laughs) Thank you. 619-638-8559. KRPRadioShow.com. Check us out on iTunes, on Twitter, at symbol KRPRadioShow. I need everybody out there. I need you to go follow Big Bill, uh, Bill Duke, the legendary, the legend, the man himself, Follow this gentleman on Twitter right now at symbol real bill duke. If you can't spell those words, you are listening to the wrong show. Anyway, moving along. What in the world? Let, let me let me go away from uh, Dark Girls, the movie, and let's talk about this book that's coming out. And and what made you jump back into Dark Girls, and what made you say, you know what? I need to write a book on this for people because they par- apparently they haven't had enough. I you
1: know. It's not going to go away with the movie, and I want to create as many opportunities as possible to address this issue because, you know, I I wanted to have a tool that young dark-skinned girls could have. Whenever somebody told them that they're not going to be anything, that they were nobody, they were not beautiful, they were less, I wanted to give them a tool to hand to that person and to say, look at this. These are people that look like me, who have been through more than I've been through or as much, and they've accomplished great things. And so this is like a coffee table book of pictures uh, on one side of the page and the other side of testimonies of these women, what they've been through, and the hope that they're giving to young girls and young women all over the world. And so I wanted to add to the formula, the movie is one thing, but to be able to have the movie in a book that, that reiterates what we've said,
0: that's something I wanted to do. I think that's going to be powerful, too, because you know, the movies, they, they definitely last a long time. But, you know, it's something that I found uh, interesting about books is that sometimes you could stumble on a gem, you know, something you've never read before. And, and I've seen the covers. The cover is wonderful. The cover is beautiful. So, you know, this is one of these books that, someone could have sitting on a shelf or on a coffee table and people are going to grab it because the cover grabs you, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I think it, it it'll definitely teach a lot of people who need to be taught who don't understand. And even people who think they understand, you know, a lot of the times when you get it from a different perspective, you know, it sits well with you and, and, and it lasts a little bit longer. So, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to getting my copy of the book. And when I'm out there in LA, i am be banging on your door to get it signed. <laughs> and, uh, Maybe I need to get two. I'll get one signed and then I'll get one for my daughter to read eight times. This this girl is an avid reader. Uh, I just want to I just want to let people know, you know, how important it is that we have people such as yourself talking about these issues because they they do still exist and 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 like you said, you know, it's not gonna go away. It's never gonna go away. We're always talking about light skin or dark skin or black and i hear a lot of kids uh talk about these things uh amongst themselves and and they call each other names and they don't realize the pain that it causes you know that it causes deep down sometimes you know kids will be cruel and they'll say the first thing on their mind so you know when you say those things you know it sits deep and and, and it lasts for a lot of years And sometimes people don't get the kind of help that they need and they feel like it's only them that feels this way. So, you know, this book, Dark Girls, and this movie, Dark Girls, is something that will help bring that out and and, and maybe, you know, get people talking about it a little bit more and feeling better, you know, after the fact. Uh, Bill, what's a Blexican, man? What in the world is a Blexican?
1: (laughs) Well, uh, Deshaun Raglan and his wife, Sharice, and I are co-executive producing. Uh-huh. A, um, a TV show, and well, it's going to be either, probably a new media, we're going to use online platforms also. But okay. it's a show that deals with the racism between blacks and Mexicans in this nation, uh, and there's racism within their communities because some uh, Mexicans don't like Puerto Ricans and certain Puerto Ricans, and then some black folks don't like other blacks, but also about the conflict they, we have with each other. So what happens is a young black man uh, falls in love with a beautiful Mexican young lady, and um, both fathers hate the fact that they got married. And the two mothers are more civil, and so they have a little girl, and the little girl is the Mexican because she's half black, she's half Mexican. It talks about... <laughs> So it talks about the journey of this family uh and we're gonna film it in chicago um uh you know in the uh, in a couple of months and uh, it's something that we really believe in, and we think it has a social significance for healing
0: wow, I saw some clips um from some some men from some back you know backstage or it was before one of the meetings uh, at a writing session. And, uh, man, I was in tears. I had to go back and listen to it three times because I, I'm not sure who it was. I, I don't know if it was the lead actor that was clowning on someone in pajamas or something, man, but it was
1: classic. Yes, yes, Oh, my God. The comedian, yes. It's fine.
0: Oh, that was awesome.
1: Thank you. We're having a good time, man. We really, really uh, believe in this, and hopefully uh, we're, we're going to, to put it together in such a way where we control the content.
0: Wow. That, speaking of controlled content, you know, that, that brings me to a question I was going to ask you earlier. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about your history, too, and, you know, where you came from. But, you know, jumping right into this, I don't I don't find a need to get too deep into it. But I, I did want to ask you uh, in Hollywood today, you know, from from where you've seen and from where you've acted and some of the movies that you've directed. You know, do you think that blacks have more control over their content? uh in years past or out of what they want to do not out of what they put out but out of out of what they want to do the creativity in it
1: uh that's a double-edged sword because no real control and ownership for the most part no are there more opportunities on some levels there are um you see Mm -hmm. more black people in diverse movies um and with uh, black dark-skinned men and hero roles, those kinds of things, that is very, very welcomed, and I hope that it will increase to grow. Uh, We have Blackish, which is a TV show now, which is doing very well. Uh, Tyler Perry has uh, put together some stuff with Oprah on the OWN Network, so there are some things that are progressing. But we have a long way to go, and I think that (laughs) – Unfortunately, since we have a black president, a lot of people, black and white, feel that racism is over in this nation. And I I don't know how they can come to that conclusion with seeing all our young black men being killed, you know, every other week these days uh, and with no weapons or anything, and it's not no any coincidence that they're black. And so, I I have hope that Hollywood will continue to grow this fact, but at the same time, I'm very concerned about a number of things that are going on in our community which are very disturbing to me. Um, Yes, the killing of our young black men, yes, the increase of the privatization of prisons and a great deal of that population are black men. Um, grandma in certain communities is 32. Mm. Um, uh, in Washington, D.C., um, the statistics on age, AIDS is that a good 60% of all women in this nation with AIDS are black women. Um, wow. And that one out of, I think, a couple of years ago, four black men in Washington, D.C., D. is HIV positive. Um, and uh in certain school systems uh forty to forty five percent of black children are dropping out of high school before they graduate, and we're in a global economy. These things are of some concern i mean it's very um uh, disturbing to me well
0: what do you what do you think and in and, and i and I asked this on on a personal level uh because i have an organization called I love being a Black Father. And uh, shout out to my brother, Rashad Woods, who's the VP of that uh, nonprofit and, and the Loving Father Society. Um, what do you think needs to be done? If I, I know that's a very open-ended question, but if you had your way uh, to some degree, what are some of the things that need to be done uh, in the community, you think, to kind of uh, skew some of the violence that we see and some of the uh, disease and unrest that we have, that we go through.
1: Uh first uh force uh fathers to stay in the house and not just have have, have babies but to father them. There, there uh, uh, there's a confusion in our community with men. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of our males think that being born male and being a man is the same thing. That's not mm. true. <clears throat> So uh being born male is a biological experience that happens at birth. Sure. Becoming a man and taking on the responsibilities of manhood includes not just having a baby, but fathering that child and providing for that child. Somehow that there that, that young guy on Oprah Winfrey who what he's thirty one with thirty four children, he doesn't have thirty four kids. <laughs> me?
0: Yeah, 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 that's right. 34 kids.
1: And and doesn't know all their names and and that's man, that's not manhood, sir. And somehow we have to reexamine what that means too. I know this is going to sound very um how can I say controversial. But sometimes uh I wonder if the times of segregation were not better for us than integration. Let me, let me qualify it, uh, not drink, being able to, uh, to uh, go certain places, not being able to uh, have certain freedoms, not being able to drink at water fountains, those things definitely should have been corrected. But there was a time when we were forced to do business and deal with each other in our own community. We had banks, we had businesses, we had schools, we had leaders, we had political sophistication, Somehow that's been dispersed, and and I'm not saying that segregation in its full form should come back, but somehow there – I remember when I was a kid,
2: mm-hmm.
1: if if my father told me and my sister not to ride our bikes on the street but ride them on the sidewalk, if Miss Johnson, the lady next door, saw us riding them on the street, she would call us to her home, take our bikes – sit him on the porch and sit us down on the couch and say, you sit down there and shut up. She'd call my father and tell him what happened. He said, I'll be there in one hour. That was the longest hour of our lives.
0: Because <laughs> we knew what
1: was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Right now, Miss Johnson can see you riding your bike on the street, sit on her porch, you get hit, and nothing happens. It's a different consciousness. You know what I'm trying to say?
0: Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely, and I uh, somehow, I actually spoke on that. Yes. So you know what I'm saying exactly. I, I, yes. Yeah. I actually uh, spoke on that at at an athletic banquet last night, and and it's funny you say that. You know, I I, I always say, you know, growing up having the community to help raise you saved my life, and, and I know that with a with a lot of prayers from a lot of different people and prayer by name because I was a hellion at at a certain time, but, um, it's, it's, it's the community has changed and we don't communicate from within the community. So I I hear exactly what you're saying. I, I think that from, I think we need to rebuild the community from within with help from the outside, but we definitely have to rebuild the community from within and take ownership and 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 learn how to live interdependent in order for us to go forth and escape some of this hell that we experience i think yes. part of the pro, part, part of the issue and part of the problem is you know we still have that same kind of pride that we once had that positive pride that the good pride you know we still have that but in a negative way and 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 we 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 uh we disrespect each other when one tries to correct our children because we don't communicate. I mean, you got to look at the neighbor next door now is a lot of the times, and this is no disrespect to anybody in any neighborhood, but I'm telling you what I see, you know, some of the neighbors next door are are, are smoking in front of your kids or, or right. doing their private business outside in front of your kids. And when those people try to correct my children, right, who I realize, who I know that I'm raising the proper way, I have an issue with that. And mm-hmm. and these are the conflicts that we, you know, that we experience also, Bill.
1: Yes. I'm uh, in total, uh, a total agreement. Um, I saw something online two years ago that disturbed me greatly. Uh, it was a cartoon. It was, and it wasn't uh, an animated cartoon. It was a single picture. And it was a picture of uh, the Ku Klux Klan, um, and the Grand Dragon, uh, uh, the Grand Wizard, I'm sorry, was uh, on stage, and the Ku Klux members were on the ground, and they were taking off their hoods and their robes, and they were weeping. When I say weeping, sobbing to the degree where the tears are rolling down their face on the ground, mm-hmm. and the tears are coming up in a pool that they were standing in. And the Grand Wizard is speaking. And these are the following words he says. He says, well, boys, I guess we ain't needed no more because they're doing it to
0: themselves. (laughs) Wow.
1: That was very disturbing, sir. The question is, is it true? 82 people black killed each other in Chicago over this last holiday. Killed each other, and and there was a brother on the internet who got slaughtered. I mean, hammered because he said 82 black people killed each other in Chicago over one weekend, and we we're puzzled by the cops um, who say who kill one boy or two boys at a time, Trayvon Martin or whoever. And he said, "He said, well, the cops are looking at us killing each other, and they're saying, hey, wait a minute. Y'all killed 82. We just killed one. What's the big deal? Mm. And when he said that, he got – this brother got slaughtered on the Internet. But he raises an interesting question.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Bill, do you – do you, to, man? This, I know this will sound controversial too, but that's that's no stranger to this show. I'm always saying something that makes somebody want to put a foot in my butt, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, does black people value black lives? And that goes into tune of Dark Girls, the movie that you made. It goes with the tune to it goes to the tune of the book that you wrote, and to the tune of what we're seeing out here now in 2014. As free as we are, okay, physically, if you will. Uh, does Black people value Black lives?
1: Well, I'm going to get in trouble for this. I would say, on a certain level, yes, and a certain level, no. Uh, do you, you know um, this is something that I've gotten in trouble for saying before? But I, 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 I'm like you. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. You know. No other community in this entire country relies on someone else for salvation Mm. because the the men in that community are their saviors. The men step up and do what they have to do to deal with their communities. We are looking for somebody from the outside to save us. And my message is, if they haven't come yet, they ain't coming. So if you have children, shouldn't we be laying the groundwork for our children of the future, no matter what our circumstances? is? My father, I mean, the excuses I hear today are abhorrent and ridiculous. My father never graduated high school. My mother didn't either, but my father worked three jobs, seven days a week. My mother worked two so that we could have a better life than they had
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and 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 something has been lost you know i when i saw um uh kevin durant uh when when he got the most valuable player award and and he he looked into the audience and said i'm not the most valuable player that woman sitting there My mother is the MVP of my life because many has been the night that my brother and I have gone to sleep with a full stomach, and she had nothing to eat at all. Wow, man, Mm. what it's hard to explain. You know what I'm trying to say? It's I do. We we are we are we we keep blaming everybody from racism to poverty to, but there are people who. In the past, they went to the Great Depression. Uh, there are people in Africa that the lowest slum in any neighborhood here is a castle mm-hmm. to them. I was in Ghana. I was in Ethiopia. I was in different countries. Poverty, man, is is having being in the rain, being and living and, and just sitting in mud until the rain stops. Yes, You're sir. the roof over your head. Do I make
0: any sense? You you make you make plenty sense. A plenty, as the old folks would say, you're making a plenty sense. Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. You rocking with the KIRP radio show and with the legendary Bill Duke, you know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> and um <laughs> Hey, you you know how many times has people come up to you? Let, let me lighten up the mood a little bit because I'm you, you sound like me over here, man, and and I already know people how they feel, and I know they're having a fit, or or maybe I sound like you, but you know I, I, I welcome everything that you're saying, and and it's just real, you know, you you try to kick it and you try to, you know, it, it, life is funny, life is fun, you know, you should smile in life, but sometimes you gotta just keep it real, and there's no other way to talk about some of the things that we're talking about tonight. You just gotta say it, and people don't like it; they don't like to hear it. They don't like to belong to it. They don't like to show ownership of it. Of it but it, it's just real. And until we look in the mirror and say, you know what, I got to do my part from within my household, we're gonna keep going through it and going through it and going through it for generations upon generations, blaming someone else for the things that we can take care of. You know, so lightening the mood a little bit. How many times does people come up to you and say, "Aren't you that guy? You know, you done fucked up, right?" at least twice a week twice a week
1: wow,
0: <laughs> wow. I, said,
1: I i've done other movies you know i know i know what they say but that's my their favorite
0: line <laughs> some good movies i might add
1: thank you man thank you very
0: much what, hey hey what 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 was your what's your favorite role of all time you got to have one that you just you like the most
1: I would say um, Palmerstown, USA was a television show on CBS. I was on Alex Haley and Norman Lear co-executive produced it, and it happened in the 1930s and 40s in America during segregation. And this, in the South, this black family and white family lived near each other. And uh, it was about I was I was the father of a nuclear black family, and what I went mm-hmm. with my kids and and you know that kind of thing. So it was it was really a dignified role. It reminded me of my father and
0: mother, you know. And I was really proud to oh, be yeah. part of it. That they say, you know, and I, I've let me let me go ahead and throw my elbow in here. I've done a little bit of acting too. I'm popping my collar right now, Big Bill. Popping my collar. Okay. Done a little acting, but you know I ain't nothing to talk about. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what I, here's something interesting that I, that I found uh, interesting. Excuse me. I didn't realize that your directing skills uh, were on a legendary status as well. I mean, you've directed some household favorites. I mean, you talk about Deep Cover, uh, Hoodlum, uh, uh, Sister Act 2. Man, I I didn't know, when did you really get into directing or, or I guess the question is, is acting more your thing, or is directing more your thing, or or maybe now writing?
1: Well, writing and directing for me now, because I'm able to talk about topics I want to talk about, <clears throat> I like acting, but, you know, you don't get to choose the movies necessarily as an actor. Um, you fit within a formula, but as I'm developing, you know, my company now, I just made a three-picture deal with... The Oprah Winfrey Network for my documentaries. Light Girls is coming out next, uh, early next year. Wow! And after that, we're doing What Is a Man and What Is a Woman. And um, and the thing is, is that I I enjoy directing because you get an opportunity to choose the topics you want to you want to speak of. And so, between Black and these other films, and I'm working on some feature films also. I really mm-hmm. enjoy being in that position and and being able to shape. Some of the ideas that I want, I want
0: to speak about. That's beautiful, man. That, that's, that's absolutely beautiful. We need that more. And uh, with all this, how do you feel about this uh, the reality TV uh, that's out now? How do you? How do you? What do you? Do you have any feelings about these reality TV shows?
1: Well, I'm gonna get in trouble again, I guess.
0: Speaking of my brother.
1: Uh, well, you know, okay. Um, Shark Tank, I like, and shows nice. like that. But little girls watching grown women pull each other across a living room floor by the hair and cursing and acting in a buffoonish way. Is very detrimental to the value system and images of our community. When I when I, I travel around the world, you know, and when I travel, you know, there are certain places I go to, and and it's almost like people are shocked that I can speak articulately. Uh, mm-hmm. Our image is an image of of ebonics. Um, calling our women bitches and holes and shake your butt and I want to do this and that. Um, these are images that are global and somehow I know people want to work and everybody wants to be famous, but these shows, man, I'm sorry, a lot of them are very detrimental to us as a culture. Sure. And and, and I, I I don't like it. I, I really don't. And I've been cursed out for it and told to mind my, my own business. And uh, I guess. I'll get more of that, but the fact of the matter is, I, I I think it's not good for us, and that's my belief.
0: Wow. Mind your own business. So as if uh, you don't have the right to say anything about it? That's amazing.
1: You know, they feel that's that you know, they're making a living, and I'm not paying their bills, so shut up, you know? And if they want to make a fool out of themselves, it's their business, and what, why am I talking about it? So I get their point, but if... They say, hey, what do you think about my show? Well, that was the wrong question to ask me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you asked me, didn't you? There you go. Dog Girls, uh, I just want to put this out there. Amazon.com, folks. Go to Amazon.com and get yourself a copy. Uh, a pre—they're They're doing a pre-request right now. Is that right?
1: Yes, and the book comes out Tuesday, November 11th in all stores around the country. And uh, Harper Collins is the uh, publisher, and I think you'll, I think people will find the book really um, fascinating in the sense that it really talks about the beauty of black women of all colors and shapes and sizes and their stories. And many of them have really made some great strides in terms of whether it's politics or executives or actresses, whatever. But they didn't let the color of their skin they talk about the, the, the challenges they faced, but they did not let that stop them. And that's that that's the kind of courage I wanted to celebrate.
0: Well, I love it. And I hope you folks love it. And uh, make sure you find your way to Amazon right now, Amazon.com backslash Dark Girls. Look it up. Uh, go to the search menu, put in Dark Girls. See what you can find. Get your copy. If you can't get your copy, November the 11th, Tuesday. Coming up, it's around the corner. Make sure you go to a bookstore in your neighborhood and cop that book, man, and uh, let me know that you got it. I will definitely have my couple of copies. And uh, don't forget Big Bill now. When I'm in L.A., I'll be banging on that door, brother. Yes, sir. Hey, come on we'll down. Be banging on it'll, the it'll door. Be some pork chops, You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey listen. Man, I, I, so I wanted, you mentioned your company, and I definitely wanted to get that out there. You, you mentioned that you just started your company and you got a new deal. Uh, I, I deal with a lot of uh, uh, low budget directors and writers and producers and actors, and I know that they're all listening. So if there's any way that those folks could uh, get in contact with you, your organization, your company, or anyone else, you know, would you offer anything? Uh, what What do you offer to those folks?
1: Well, first of all, I was going to go back to something on my Instagram, uh, real Bill Duke for, for Instagram. And yep. um, and to, to new people coming into the industry, Here's what I would offer. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, uh, What I would offer is this. Don't wait. In other words, there are two young men that just made a feature film with two cell phones. Wow. And a MacBook Pro. So the old model of Hollywood that existed, do you know that Warner Brothers Studios just laid off 30% of its workforce? Really, and other thirty percent, and other studios have been doing that over the last couple of years because the paradigm is shifting. TV is the big monster in the house now, and online content. I I, I would implore people that are serious about this industry um, to explore online um, distribution portals, uh, uh, webisodes, a. Um, a show called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia started off as Webisodes and Danny DeVito saw it on television mm-hmm. for nine years. It started off as webisodes. Whoa. And that that's the direction in which you know, uh, Malcolm X said it best. Malcolm X said, No matter how good a football player you are, if the name of the game is baseball, you better get yourself a damn bat. <laughs> if you stand at a home plate with a with a football helmet on, man, it don't work. Nope. So what I would implore people to do so to take advantage of the opportunities. Mobile TV, online content, starting your own network, reaching a global audience, thinking globally rather than just domestically, and online, YouTube, all those things give you an opportunity to, to do that. So stop waiting. Create your own opportunities.
0: There you have it, folks. Online, man, stick to what you're doing. There's a lot of people just doing things online now, and uh, – If I could add anything to that, you know, don't be lazy, people. You know, don't be lazy. Don't just do something and and expect it to happen overnight. It's not, you know, it's it's a it's a well-traveled industry. A lot of people, it takes some years on top of years to finally get to the doorstep and be rejected and then have to go back and regroup. So don't give up on your dream, whatever it is. Keep going and do everything that Mr. Bill Duke just told you guys to do. Find a way online. Want to give a shout out to your company, Mr. Duke. What's the name of your new company? Uh,
1: It's Duke Media. And um, we um, really specialize in branding and uh, new media, everything from cell phone apps to games. Did you know that a game called Grand Theft Auto last month made $1 billion in three days? Oh, yeah. We should be in the gaming business, brother.
0: And the way I invest money and, and and lose it all the time, I'm in it. I'm with it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I'm always trying to do something. I'm yeah, those with
1: those games it. online, like Angry Bird and you know Farmville. Those games make millions of dollars a day, man. And I'm just saying that we as a people have have to begin to invest more in terms of new media. The new paradigm that's occurring, and I know we were dreaming about Hollywood, but Hollywood doesn't exist in the same way it did it before. It's a whole new game. You have you have you have Netflix coming out with the new Orange Is Black and House of Cards. They spent a hundred million dollars on House of Cards, made the money back with a profit, and never saw a television screen.
0: Woo! I like that. I really like that. That sounds like something we can do. A whole new day. It is a new day, and, and, you know, the opportunities are there. I mean, we look at them every single day when we open our phones and we go online and, you know, we open our laptops. So we're already in it. You know, this is why I think we have an advantage because we are absolutely already in it.
1: And we have to realize that, man, and we have to begin to have faith in ourselves. And another thing, we have to start collaborating. Uh, You know, every other culture collaborates. They're not trying to be the HNIC. They just they just collaborate to make things happen. I hope we can get that collaborative spirit back.
0: I love it. We definitely will be collaborating again. Uh, Dark girls folks, remember Tuesday, November the 11th will be out. Uh, Do you have any uh, date on Blexicans, the Blexicans?
1: We're still in, we're still in um, development stage. Uh, We'll probably be shooting sometime. I would say the first or second week in uh, January. And, um, we're gonna shoot probably several episodes at the same time, so we're we're in the mix, man. So that's gonna be out pretty soon. But, but you, do you like quotes?
0: I love quotes. Yes, sir. Absolutely.
1: Can I tell you my three favorite.
0: Please.
1: First one by Winston Churchill. True power is an individual's ability to move from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. Mm. The second one is by anonymous. Aspire to inspire before you expire. Mm. Third is by anonymous. In your lifetime, you will never see a smaller package than a person wrapped up in themselves.
0: Wow. I can really get with those last two. Shout out to anonymous. (laughs) Aspire to inspire before you expire. I won't ever forget that. I like that. I love that uh, at real Bill Duke on twitter uh real Bill Duke on instagram any other links uh that you have out there that you wanna let folks know about
1: at my Facebook page you know and just you know Bill Duke on my Facebook page and we're just trying our best you know to get people to check out what we're doing, man, and um trying our best to get people. Not only you know seeing things, but getting folks to really get involved. You know, it's um sure. it's it's something that I mean, all my films aren't about causes, but um, the thing is, is that we we try to we call it edutainment,
2: mm-hmm. to
1: give people you know entertainment but things to think about. And so again, I'll say you know for the book, go to Amazon.com, look under Dark Girl's book, and and, and, and you know, people are ordering it now, thank God, and it's popular. And, and I'll be in the bookstores on Tuesday, and just keep supporting us because we believe in the community, man. We're, I, we're trying to do our best to use media to leverage uh, messages and also the good part of who we are as a people. That's what we're trying to do.
0: Well, I will say I think you guys are doing a great job at it thus far. And uh, you being who you are is is just monumental that you're involved with movements such as these, like, you know, Dark Girls and the Blexicans. These things are in your face and it is educational for people. So it is edutainment. And uh, I hope I said that right. So I'm paying attention and and I'll continue to pay attention and and I'll reach out. Uh, We're at your mercy. Anytime you need us, you know, we are definitely available to you all. So, uh, you know, just put in the call. You guys have my direct number. You have my direct number. And and I'm not hard to get in touch with. And uh, my team is definitely willing to work with you guys on any uh, platform, no matter how big or small. Uh, We definitely like to be a part of things that are monumental that are moving for the positive. So uh, you definitely try to be part of change around here. So shout out to you guys. I can't let you go, though. Not yet. Until you give a shout-out, because we do shout-outs on this show.
1: hmm And what do you want me to shout-out?
0: You shout-out anybody that you can think of. Don't leave nobody out either. Don't leave what? I said make sure you don't leave anybody out, because folks going to get mad if you don't shout them out.
1: Well, my shout-out is to my whole team, Siobhan Hill, who's our backbone. Um, you know, my good friend, um, Darnese Martin, who helps with a lot of this stuff, um, um, like, Jane Santos, my daughter, Natalie, um, there are so many people, Carl Gilliard, um, so many people on our team, uh, are my editor, uh, Braden French, Oprah Winfrey, and Scott Gardner, and all the people who, um, you know, that come, come to help us make these things happen, Ariel, and, um, You know, just so many good people, man. And I'm just thankful that God has kept me here this long. And um, I always shout out to God, man, because I believe in God deeply. I don't go to church every Sunday, but my church is within everything I see. And um, I just am thankful to still be here and be blessed with every day, man. And thank you for people like yourself and your program that are conscious, uh, promote critical thinking, and... um, Get our get people to really begin to uh get out of the mode of waiting but moving and doing things. Uh so I just appreciate you too, brother. I really mean that. Thank you.
0: Well, there you have it folks. Thank you too very much. See when the legend tells you they appreciate you, I'm I'm gonna be popping my collar all week, big bill. I'm I man, my chest is stuck out like a like a Anwasher Bush horse. <laughs> Hey, man, I I really appreciate it. Much love to you guys. Shout out to Siobhan and Natalie, too. Shout out to your team over there. Uh, It's been a beautiful experience having you on the show. You're welcome back anytime. Folks, don't forget, Tuesday, November 11th, Dog Girls is somewhere in a bookstore near you. So make sure you cop that. Also, Real Bill Duke on Instagram, at symbol Real Bill Duke on Twitter, at symbol K-I-R-P Radio Show, NC Pudgy, that's me. That's my time. Folks, remember God is love. Love is God. Communication is the key. And always, always give it more than 1,000%. We are out of here. One love. Thanks, Big Bill.
1: God bless you, brother, and thank you.
0: All right. God bless you. Have a good night. K-I-R-P. Ready,